RA is a complex condition and we're all uniquely made. Each of us have a different gut microbiome. We have different genetic makeups. We have different health histories. Then then there's the individuality of the disease itself. There's different levels of severity, different patterns and symptoms that we encounter, and different ways that our bodies respond to the triggers. Additionally, the way or let's say the mechanisms that nightshades are affect RA symptoms is still really unclear. In fact, there's no literature available confirming that nightshades play a role in elevating I'm Don Laughlin, certified health coach and fellow RA warrior. It wasn't all that long ago that I was in this place where I was fearful of the uncertainty of my future, wondering when my next flare would come or wondering when the pain would let up. Fast forward through many trials, errors, and lessons learned, and you'll find a gal who is stronger, healthier, and more confident in her future than ever before. Yes, I still have RA, but RA doesn't have me. I believe our lifestyle, food choices, and mindset greatly impact the way our bodies handle rheumatoid arthritis. I created the Thrive with RA podcast to explore the science-based ways to realign your health through these three pillars and so much more. We'll be navigating both the messy and the blessings that come from living a life with RA. Each week, you'll get a good dose of education, inspiration, encouragement, and hope as you take small steps to improve your health and overall life. If you've been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis or are still trying to figure out if the symptoms you're feeling are indeed rheumatoid arthritis, you are in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive with RA podcast. I am so happy that you are here today tuning in and continuing to learn and be curious about what you can do to improve how you feel in your day-to-day lives. Today, I'm going to be chatting with you about nightshade vegetables and whether you should avoid them when you have rheumatoid arthritis. This topic came to mind from some messages I had received recently in a post where I shared this amazing, delicious Mediterranean bowl recipe. One follower said, tomatoes are a no-no for inflammation, but love the encouragement to find a healthy meal. Another said, looks fantastic, but I always thought tomatoes were a no-no. I've shared about the nightshade vegetable debate in some posts before but not here on the podcast. So I thought it would be a good episode to explore this week because I am all about helping you clear the confusion wherever possible. Today, we'll explore the scientific evidence, discuss the benefits of nightshades, and provide tips to help you determine if nightshades are a problem for you. So let's dive in. First, I think it helps to understand nightshades. What are they even? They are a group of food that belongs to the Solanaceae family. They include foods such as your tomatoes, bell peppers, eggplants, and white potatoes. It also includes spices like red pepper and paprika. You'll often hear this group referred to as nightshade vegetables, but fun fact, tomatoes, eggplants, and peppers are botanically considered fruits. What's unique about these foods is that they contain compounds called alkaloids. One alkaloid in particular is what is driving the debate on nightshades. That alkaloid is called solanine. It's a compound that actually protects the plant when it's out there in its natural habitat. Now, it's important to note that these foods contain very small amounts of this compound. You would have to ingest a large amount of this alkaloid before it would reach a toxic level. Historically, it's unclear why or how the debate even came about and why it still lingers today. One possible reason can be due to a few very rare cases of solanine poisoning. There was one example and case of a children's home in Alberta, Canada, where 61 children and staff were poisoned 
from eating green potatoes. Now, overall, the amount of alkaloids you'll find in nightshade foods are nowhere near a toxic level, which hopefully gives you a little bit of reassurance as you consider nightshades in your life. Okay, let's circle back and and talk about the ongoing debate between researchers and healthcare professionals. As anyone who has it knows, RA is a complex disease. It affects each of us in different ways. Well, the same goes with nightshades. Some find that avoiding nightshades help alleviate their symptoms. Others find that there's no noticeable difference. It's this divergence of experiences that has led us to this lack of consensus. Now, when it comes to the scientific research, the results are mixed. Some evidence shows a potential link between nightshades and RA symptoms. Others, no significant connection. This difference in findings makes it really difficult to reach a conclusion. And it's why it's so important to know that you can't accept a blanket recommendation to avoid nightshades altogether if you have RA. Now, all that said, the things that we can agree on center around the things that we know for sure. As I mentioned before, RA is a complex condition and we're all uniquely made. Each of us have a different gut microbiome. We have different genetic makeups. We have different health histories. Then then there's the individuality of the disease itself. There's different levels of severity, different patterns and symptoms that we encounter, and different ways that our bodies respond to the triggers. Additionally, the way or let's say the mechanisms that nightshades are affect RA symptoms is still really unclear. In fact, there's no literature available confirming that nightshades play a role in elevating inflammation. I want to dip into that a little bit next and, and talk about on a high level what science says. There is evidence that suggests the solanine compound can cause intestinal inflammation. That then can lead to higher levels of joint pain for some. But conversely, there are studies that show otherwise. An example is a study that that showed evidence from people eating purple potatoes and experiencing a reduced level of inflammation. That's what we want more of, right? So the bottom line is it's complicated. Research on RA and nightshade vegetables is limited and inconclusive. As I said before, we are all so uniquely made. We come to the table with individual variables, and that makes it really hard to say everybody should avoid nightshade vegetables, especially when there's so much evidence supporting their anti-inflammatory properties and that they really do help work to reduce chronic levels of inflammation in your body, which is what I want to talk touch on next, and that is the benefits of nightshades. They have an abundance of nutrients. Many of them are high in vitamin C, potassium, fiber, which we all know and are learning more about how crucial fiber is for gut health. They're also high in antioxidants and come with many anti-inflammatory benefits. They are loaded with phytonutrients. All these things go to work in your body to help drive down the inflammation. There are studies that show there's reduced risks of prostate cancer, heart disease, as well as skin and bone protection from eating nightshade vegetables. So I think it's safe to say, like many plants, nightshades are kind of a big deal. If you've been following me for any amount of time or listening to the podcast, you know I'm all about plant variety, food variety, because when we eat a variety of colorful foods, which is crucial for our gut health, We're providing our body with the best tools and resources to do what it does best, and that's work for us. 
Okay, so you've heard all of this and it might leave you wondering, well, how do I know if nightshades are a problem for me? What, what can I do to, to find that out? So I want to shift gears and talk about how to know whether you're sensitive to nightshades or not. But first and foremost, when I'm working with clients, I recommend that they cut out the foods that we know are inflammatory first. It's hard to tell if a healthy food is exasperating your symptoms if you're eating the typical American fare that we know creates inflammation in the body. I am talking about fast foods, refined sugars, refined flours, excess of salt, red meat, and processed foods. I'd also encourage you to assess your lifestyle habits. Are you sedentary or do you have activity throughout your days? Do you have poor sleep? Good sleep. Where are you at with your sleep? What about your stress levels? Are they high? Are they managed? These are just a few of the examples of lifestyle habits that can increase inflammation. With all of these items in check, it's time to start a food diary. Food diaries can be amazing. They allow you to capture powerful information and help you really connect how your body feels with the food that you are eating. It's an impactful step in creating change. So let's say you have this food diary, you're ready to roll with it. It's time to eliminate nightshades temporarily. I really want to emphasize that because some people go and they eliminate and they never go back to them. And that is the worst thing you can do for your gut health and your overall long term to eliminate healthy, good for you foods. Our gut microbiome thrives off of a variety of anti-inflammatory foods. The more that you feed it, the more it can go to work for you driving down inflammation. That's why it's so important to see this as a temporary elimination as you work to see what your body can and cannot tolerate. So we're going to eliminate. You're going to test to see what works for your body. Ideally, you'll test that for two weeks. You'll remove them for two weeks. And then systematically, you'll test each one to see if you know any changes in your symptoms. You'll try one, see how your body feels after eating it for two to three days. If there's an increase in pain, is there a decrease in energy or are you maintaining your energy? What is your thinking like? Is it fuzzy? Is it hard to remember things? Think about these different symptoms that you can recognize in your body and how they might change when you are testing these foods. Take a note and put it in your journal so that you can keep track of what is or is not affecting you. Now, I want to leave you with one other thought when it comes to eliminating these generally healthy for you foods. If you find one and or more that trigger your symptoms in the sense of intolerance, plan to remove it from your diet, but continue to work on your gut health. Many people find that after rebuilding and restoring their health, the health of their gut, they're able to retest these foods and tolerate them. They're able to go and enjoy them and help their body thrive with a variety of foods that it's meant to have. But that said, if you experienced a, an allergic reaction when you were testing these foods, it's safe to say you need to avoid them. Having heard this all today, I really hope that it's brought about the importance of an individualized approach. When it comes to rheumatoid arthritis, it's a journey, a journey of discovering what your body needs in order to find a new balance. It involves some experimentation things that you need to see, how your body reacts, what type of movement helps you feel your best, which foods help you thrive and which bring you down, and so much more. As you go through this journey, it's important to listen to your intuition and remember what works for one person, what triggers somebody else, that might not be the same effect that it has on you. 
We are each individual and you have to do the work to see what your body needs. Now we've covered a lot today around the nightshade vegetable debate, why it's so hard to come to a consensus, the nutritional benefits, even some tips on how you can test to see if nightshades are a problem for you. I hope that what I've shared today has brought you some clarity, sense of confidence as you move forward to figure out if nightshades are a problem for you. If you have found this episode helpful in any way, would you do me a favor and leave a rating and a review? This is the one way I'm able to help others clear the confusion so that you can start improving how they feel day in and day out living with RA so that they can start thriving once again. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you today. Until next time, keep taking those small steps to make a big impact in your life. See you next week, same time, same place. Friends, that's it for today's episode. If you're ready to take a first step toward improving your energy and reducing inflammation, be sure to grab my free RA pain reducing and energizing smoothie guide. You can do that by clicking the link found below in the show notes. Well, until next time, RA Thrivers, keep taking those small steps that lead to big impacts on your health.